So I don't know. I mean, what this past weekend, Hawaii got a ballistic missile warning. <laughs> is that is that correct? It's so crazy just hearing that, dog. <laughs> Let me tell you. So on Saturday, it was an alert. Just like you know, everybody gets amber alerts. Yeah. You know, it was a Ford Explorer. It's blue. License plate. Whoopie whoop whoop. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't think much of it. It's like, oh dang, like. If I see it right now, I see it, but I ain't gonna keep it in the front of my mind, right? Right. Well, um, they also use that same emergency alert services for. Well, hold on one second. So you're you're in Hawaii, right? Bro, I'm in Hawaii. You're in Hawaii for a wedding, right? I'm in Hawaii for a wedding. Okay. Correct. Correct. So uh, they sent an emergency um, alert to all the phones, and uh, the message was, um, "Let me set the scene. Let me set the scene." Bro. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm in Hawaii on Saturday. The wedding just happened a couple of days before. I decided to take this tour out to see the rest of the island. I'm on the island Oahu. Uh-huh. So this is like where Waikiki is, um, you know, the beaches. You know, just everything is there. I want to go snorkeling, um, get a chance to see the Dole Plantation with all the pineapples, the macadamia. Oh, Dole all. is out there. Dole is out there. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, so, it makes sense. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, get a chance to just see the, see, see the, uh, the town and just get a feel for Hawaii. You know, I'm really big on... Wanted to kind of touch the the, the the land and get a feel for what um, I guess they have to offer. So I right. uh, decided to join this tour Saturday. It's like 7.30 in the morning. They picked up at like 6.55 in the morning at one of the hotels nearby. Hopped on and, you know, for about 15, 20 minutes, picked up other people in the city, different areas. Okay. Uh, it's about 25 people total. Uh, the dude driving is a young dude, like maybe 24 um, you could tell, like, the community. Oh, the dude driving was the young. Dude, the dude driving was super young. So, really? So, peep this. You could tell that the community is shifting so much so that the older cats, the OGs who used to lead these tours and be, were responsible for even, like, the luau's, the dancing, yeah. the, the fire dancers and all that, they're all young people. So, you could tell that really? it's like the torch has been passed. Nah, that's trash. Bro. I would imagine that's in a tour like... In that's a tour like, bro. <laughs> That's trash. So Bro, in a tour like good? that, I would imagine having some OG dudes retired, 65 years old or something, riding y'all around and lived in Hawaii his whole life, knows so much about the history right. and the culture, right. and could really set the scene and give y'all a taste of Hawaii. Bro. Because 2024. 20, Bro, 24, bro. So, like, that was, in itself, was a little like, ah, you know? Yeah. But you want to feel good because it's like, yo, it's dope that they're passing the torch, but don't pass the torch on my tour. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Let me at least get a feel for the community for like what Hawaii got, Oahu got to give. Right, right. right. So, so you know, that, that's what's happening. It's like 25 of us, you know, older, like older couples. You got old folk, you got cats our age, 20s, and like a couple kids. Mm-hmm. So a couple families, right? Um, you know, we hitting, you know, so by this time I've already, you know, gone, got a chance to visit Pearl Harbor um, oh, and actually get a chance to hear the history, which oh, is man. interesting because in hearing the story, we're only going to get our side. Right. Because we're in America. Like, we're only going to get our side, which I'm always conscious of. But at the same time, it was interesting hearing the details of, you know, what happened and how the things kind of transpired, you know, with Pearl Harbor and, you know, that whole conflict between Japan. So that was a thing. That happened, like, four days before. So now, Saturday, on this tour, 
the first stop is like this overlook of one of the beaches, you know, overlook, boom. Get a chance to get out, take some photos. The sun is rising. So we're at this overlook specifically for the sunrise. I'm like, yo, this is dope. What time did y'all go to this? Bro, we got picked up at 6.55. So in the everyone's morning. on in the morning. So we're all just going. The, the, the sun rose at like 7, like 7.30. Okay. Because, I mean, I hear sunrise. I'm thinking like 5 in the morning or nah, something. Nah, y'all getting nah, started. Nah. So it's 7.30. A, it's a okay. later, you know? Okay. So if you look at my Instagram, you'll see the photo I posted. My dad said it looked like it was at Venice Beach. It wasn't. It was the sunrise at, at one but then, of the But this is, this is at, you know, 6 in the morning or whatever. This is like, yeah, like 7 something in the morning okay. at this point, right? So we're there. We're at each stop for like 15, 30 minutes. The longest stop we made was for like an hour, right? Okay. But this time, this was like our 30-minute stop. No, it was 15-minute stop. Hop back on the bus to go to the next joint. The next joint is like a blowhole. I forgot, you know, the details. But it's another beach, but the water is like shooting up out of the rocks. Mm. So it's a beautiful scene. We're driving up this mountain, so we're along the coast. So we're yeah. out of the city. We're like, at this point, 45 minutes out of like the city, Waikiki, where the hotels are, the tourist resorts. So you're getting a chance to get a feel for like, okay, this is what Hawaii has to offer. Like the nature, Hawaii, this is what it is. It's not a lot of tourists. It's, you know, just a community. Mm. So we're driving up this hill. You can tell the mountains. We see the, you see, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's beautiful. Right. And, you know, all everybody's phone will all of a sudden go off. Ping. You know, those pings are loud. Yeah. Your phone will be on silent, whatever. That joint going to go off. So everyone went off. Imagine bus full of 25 people. You're going to have at least half of them with iPhones. Right. The joint go off. You know, everybody's talking. The music's going. Mind, mind you, it's cold. It's so cold on this, on this, on this bus just because they got the air, the air okay. conditioner blowing. Like, they always have it blowing. But that's just super uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So this thing goes off, and everyone goes silent. Everyone's looking around at each other, not saying a word. And um, if, I'm going to read it. I'm going to actually read the post right here. I got it right here in front of me. And the joint said, you know, it said emergency. It was 8.07 a.m. at this time. Emergency alert. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. First thing I did was screenshot. Huh? Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. I'm in Hawaii on vacation, bro. That's crazy. I'm on vacation. Ballistic missile, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. I'm in Hawaii, yo. And I get this On a vacation. It's not like you live there. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, you live in L.A. Yeah. So it's not like you're in L.A. You're here every day. And you get this threat, like I mean, it, I mean, you live here, right? You know, what, the odds aren't that slim. But you're on vacation, six hours away from home, on an island. Fine. Yeah, six hours on a plane away from on home. On a plane, plane. right? Yeah. On an island. Yeah. On an island, bro. Like, man. Um, so you read that text message. What yeah. happens? Everyone's asking, "Is this for real?" Yeah. In that moment, it almost felt like. Aha, like we're in like we're we're on a tour where this is part of the tour. Like, no, like no. Yeah. You know, like 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 you know, it's almost one of those things like, huh? Like we we didn't, how do we all get this at the same time? Yeah. Like, no, like, wait, this is like an emergency alert on your phone, like you would see an amber alert. So we yeah. we've recognized this alert and it's like, huh, well, no, this is for real? Like, okay. Driver still driving the bus, like we on tour. Hey, hey, 
did you see the message? Oh, I can't, I can't look at my phone. Like, it's against company policy while I'm driving. No, 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 no. Like, there's an emergency. Like, look, it, it, there, there's, a, there's a missile threat. There's a missile, you know, so things are moving. Because he's like, no, I, I can't look at my, like, no, you need to pull over. You need, well, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, he's, like, frantic at this point, does not know what to do. And I'm sitting there like, this is real. Yeah. You know? I, I, I started by sharing that I saw, you know, went to Pearl Harbor just because I recognized that Hawaii is the closest U.S. territory to North Korea. Mm. So in the event that North Korea, with all the international conflict that's going on, specifically with the U.S. and North Korea, if they were to attack, Hawaii would be the closest land, mm. U.S. land to them. And throughout this time, I found out that it only would take six to eight minutes for a ballistic missile to hit Hawaii from the time it was launched. In North six Korea. to eight minutes? Six to eight. So we got beef minutes. with Korea right now, right? Yeah. They're not really rocking with us. Major North Korea. Beef. They're not messing with us, bro. Yeah. We're not, they're not messing with us. They're not messing with Trump administration. And, and, and so, so it's like, okay, they've been talking, whose button is bigger? And we have this, we have these nukes. So like, it's been this back and forth. But I'm on vacation in Hawaii and receive this message like, yo, sure it says a threat. And people are like, oh, you know, don't, like, it's just a threat. Like, don't worry about it. Hold up, time out. Every attack, I'm sure, started off as a threat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This ain't, this ain't time to play. Like, inbound to Hawaii. That's inbound to Hawaii, bro. Bro, think about any phase you ever saw. Start with nigga, what's up? What's up? What you trying to do? That's a press. Hey, get out there. Yeah, it's a threat. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, a couple seconds later, you rock it. You fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's happening. Yeah. So, me, I didn't know what ballistic meant. Mm. I'm I'm on my phone trying to look it up. Is that what it's like, multiple missiles? No. No. Kind of, sort of, but no. Like, I'm looking it up on my phone. I just switched over to T-Mobile. My service been acting shaky. I'm trying to Google. I ain't got nothing. So yeah. I'm like, yo, I just got this message a minute ago. I'm trying to find some answers. Yeah. Immediate shot. How am I find shelter from a missile? Like, yeah. do I got to go underground? Like, do, does Hawaii got something in place to go underground? My mind is racing, bro. Yeah. Okay. Ballistic. You know what I'm saying? Dude behind us. I'm looking it up online. I don't see any news. I don't see anything on CNN. I don't see anything being posted. I mean, of course not. The emergency alert just came in. Anybody got time to write an article real quick to post right. it up on CNN? We in the midst of it. Yeah. Think about any tragedy, bro. 9-11. When we heard about 9-11 on the news, it, the plane had already hit. That's right. You ain't going to find out right away. Ain't we saw the second article. Hit, We think, saw right? the sockets, the second one. But yeah. the first joint had already hit. Unless something happened, it's not going to be on the news right away. So who do you turn to the answers? I'm like, yo... Like, can you call? I got to call my boss to see if we can continue the tour, if I should stop. Yo, this isn't about that. This is about yeah. safety, bro. This is life. Like, what's good? What, like, where can we find shelter? I don't know. This is my job. I got to call my work. Bro, can you call somebody to find out where shelter would be? Like, you're like, he was pissing me off, bro. But yeah. like, you got to maintain a certain level of cool. And are you, are you, are you at this point? Speaking with him? I'm, or is I'm, it a group? I'm, I'm speaking up to the... No one else is talking, bro. Really? People are shaking. The girl next to me hyperventilating. They gave her a paper bag, and she's blowing into that thing. And the cat behind me is like, yo, like, I'm, I can't find anything online. If it's a nuke, like, the minute... Like, Hawaii isn't that big, is what he's saying. If a nuke hits, this island is gone. Yeah. Hawaii, Hawaii or Hawaii is like the size of Los Angeles, bro. So let a nuke hit. It's wiped out. And you got to understand how a nuke works. Like, I wasn't even familiar to after the fact. 
right? And praise God that I'm even here to talk about it, right? Yeah. Mind you, in this, in the midst of it, there is no, oh, I'm, I'm going to be able to talk about this later. I didn't, there, I didn't feel that, bro, because a missile was headed towards me for all I knew. You know what's crazy about this from my perspective listening to you? Yeah. Is the idea that we're so comfortable as Americans. I'm listening to this story, and I'm looking at you like, man, that ain't, it can't be real. Yeah. Like, I almost don't want to take it seriously because yeah. I'm so comfortable, like, that can never happen to us. Man. As if we haven't had... World War One, World War Two. Speaking you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's real, bro. Because our entire lifetime has been safe. And, and peep, that's exactly how it felt. Yeah. Some people literally were in that space in the midst of it, though. They were experiencing it, could not, could not attach. The family in the back. Yeah, let's just continue on with the tour. You got two kids, bro. Two little girls, not even ten. Yeah. Let's just continue on with the tour. Yeah, I don't, it says a threat. The little girls is yapping like, oh, it says it's a threat. Like, I don't understand. Two, two uh, young chicks, like, our age, behind us, they from Australia, shook. Like, we don't deal with this. We're, we're not even American. <laughs> what, like, what's going on? They didn't even get the alert on their phone, bro. What's yeah. going on? They don't got a service. Like, for us, like they're in America. Yeah, they, right they now. on airplane mode. They not, they not rocking with us right now, you know? So, like... In that moment, dog, like, I started to think about so much. My mom and my grandma and granddad were at the Airbnb in the city, so I'm like an hour out from them. My uncle right, and your them. Your entire family is there. They, they're out. Bro, we, I we, that. bro, we were at a whole. We were on vacation for, for a wedding. For a wedding, so everybody's out doing their own thing, trying to see the, the trying to see what Hawaii got, bro. So I'm calling. I'm, so your entire my, life. My mom called me, bro. Like, T, what's going on? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm on this tour bus. She's like, what are we supposed to do? I'm, I don't know. It says find shelter. I, I don't, I, we're trying to get a hold of somebody to tell us. Yeah. People are calling the police. Some people are calling the hotel. Some people are trying to call someone that's local. What do we do? I hear my mom, Dottie, like calling her dad, my granddad. You got to yeah. put some clothes on. We got to go. We got to go. Like, if you could hear the fear, the seriousness in her voice. We got to go. My granddad just had surgery. He got a cane. He can't walk that well. My grandma, up in age, walking with a cane. My mom, you know what I mean? Like, my stepdad's not there with us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he so wasn't there. He wasn't there, bro. Family emergency happened right before uh. he left, so he had to stay back. So it's my mom, my grandma, my granddad. My uncle and them is 10 minutes from where my mom is, so they separated too. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like, what can, like, where do you go? We don't, we're not from there. We don't right. know. Who can we hit up? Mind bro, you, where do you go here? Where do you, bro, where will we go here? Thank you. Thank you, bro. I can answer that for you right now. So imagine being in a different state, bro. You in Hawaii, you on an island. Yeah. It's not like, oh, let's just keep driving north. Let's just keep driving east. Let's just drive west. Where the hell are you going to go? Yeah. Bro, I was, bro, shook. Yeah. But I had to maintain my composure to figure out what we're going to do. Oh, so you guys want to continue the tour? Do some of you guys plan on leaving? This is the tour guide. If you guys plan on leaving, let me know, and then I guess we can figure out refunds. Bro, shut that down, dog. Like, we're not going on a tour. Right. No, we should continue. Oh, uh, you guys are mixed. It's a mixed vote, so I really don't know what to do. Listen, this is not about us continuing a tour and getting 150 funky dollars back. This is our lives. Right. What are we going? Where can we go? You know what I'm saying? Well, we're, we're like five minutes out from the next stop, uh, the blowhole. So I'm just going to pull over and we can figure it out and I'll call somebody. So I'm quiet, like, thinking like, yo, I'm not coming back to L.A. I'm not going back on that plane. Yeah. This thing can hit any minute. Mind you, when Pearl Harbor happened, 
the Japanese were already en route the day before, and when they arrived within distance, before they shot out like the fire, their fire fighter jets and sent missiles and all that, uh, the bombs and all that they had, it was around 8.30 something in the morning. So imagine getting this text at 8.11 or 8.07, mm. and by this time, you know, time has gone by, I recognize, hold up, it's early. This is around the same time Pearl Harbor happened. So my mind is, this is legit. Like, this is the same time that if you come in internationally, it's going to happen around this early. Yeah. And the last bombs and all that for Pearl Harbor ended like around 10, 30, 11 a.m. You know, so this can go on for a couple hours, but we don't know when this joint happened. It's a threat. There's no update. Mind you, trying to figure that out. My only thought at that moment literally was like, I don't know where we can go. And we're so close to this water and this mountain. There's no buildings around, nothing that we really can get to. I just hope it don't hurt. Mm. Like, my thought literally was, I hope it doesn't hurt. Like, at the, like, I need you to understand, like, my only thought in that moment was, I hope it doesn't hurt. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I hope it doesn't hurt. I can't get to my family. I'm not driving. Can I call an Uber? And even where we were at the blowhole, of course, there were other cars, but you see people running to their whips like running to drive. And I'm like, yo, if we got to, yo, like I'm riding with you. Like we getting in this car together. It's just so much to consider in that moment. Right. Is it a threat? You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you, there was no freaking update for 38 minutes. Think about a roller coaster. Ah, you know, roller coaster feel like it's low key long. Then it's like, oh, it's only 15 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is 38 minutes of real life or death situation. 38 minutes of not knowing if the joint's about to hit the next minute. 38 minutes, y'all, like, it's easy to talk about after the fact. No threat, you know what I'm saying? It took a minute to even cool down after they said no threat, because it's like, how do you go from sending out a message that was, one, prepared, then sent, and not followed up for 38 minutes to go say it was an error? I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe it was an error. It was an error? You didn't catch it for 38 minutes? Nah. Yeah. So even with that, it was very hard to calm down even after the fact. But it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I got to compare it this way. But, you know, living in L.A., you know, being banged on a couple of times, like, you know, people pressing me, like, oh, where are you from? Like, what set you from? Like, am I, am I a gang member? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mind goes into the state of, like, I go super numb, where it's like, I'm just responding as a shell. I'm not even, like, my soul, I don't even feel my soul, the fear. None of that's really there. Yeah. You know, in that moment, it was so crazy because I had nothing that I could do. It wasn't like it was a mass shooter where I can hide and there's hope that I'll survive. Yeah. There was no, let's just drive far and hopefully we're out of reach. It was, I'm stuck and I can't do anything about it. I can drive back to the hotel. I can drive up the shore. But Hawaii's gone if something happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hawaii's gone at that point. What do I do? You know, like, what do I do? You know, people was calling their family members, sending messages, I love you. Like, yo, this was really happening. Yeah. Like, it did not even feel real because there was no control. Lost all control. I can't do nothing. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. It says it's not a drill. Seek immediate shelter. 
So, bro, like I can't even, I can't even like, yeah. it's like, what do you say? It's like, you just kind of got to let it sit and just think about it. What would you do? You receive a message like that, 8.07 in the morning. So after it sets, after, after all that happens, after everything dies down, what is your conversation with your loved ones, the people with you? What is your perspective, outlook on life Man. after this experience? Bro, I mean, it's, it's obviously false alarm. Right. It's easy to downplay it, but I think there's, there are people that took it seriously and let it affect them. So how does that affect you? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it like this. Like, you don't realize how, how valuable life is and how different we as people are. Yeah. In that very moment, it's like the most raw moment that you can ever experience. And there's still people there who just could not take charge for their own lives. Mm. People who just wouldn't speak up. People who just brushed it off. People who had family, kids, just brushed it off. Not everyone's in the same position. Everyone has different experiences, whether it's fear. Of, it's a lot easier to not think about it as it being real. Um, for me, it, it, it pushed me to realize, like, I'm pushed to be a leader regardless. You know? It took days for me to even get to assess something like that because uh -huh. it sounds very, like, full of myself. But in the sense of it took that type of situation, and I could not stay silent in that moment. No one else was speaking that's up against your directions. Nature. It's against my nature, bro. Yeah. So for me, it gives me a different motivation and push to be like, I can't keep hiding. And I say that because I've been in so many situations that were not serious, where I've tried to hide from my leadership, mm. hide from the responsibility of taking on a leadership role. Yeah, that's when you have time to think about it. That's when I, right. Right. When it's an emergency situation, you kind of know, you know what I'm saying, who's going to be the leader of the story, yeah. who's going to be, you know, Rick on The Walking Dead or not. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know. And, and, and the crazy thing, too, was thinking about, like, let this be real. And these cats was just taking it like it was nothing. They would hate, you know, to survive that situation and think, yo, I didn't even do anything. Mm. I couldn't live with that. I'm going to do what I can. Sure, I couldn't do anything. I didn't go nowhere. <laughs> But I was active, and who can we call? What can I look up? Right. So ballistic missile basically meant that it's a missile that is launched from, the dest from, from point A. And along the way, pieces of that missile fall off to project it even further. Mm. And essentially leaves Earth's orbit and enters back into the orbit when it gets closer to that specific target. It's basically a missile with a specific destination mm. that can't be thrown off. Mm. Like, the engineering of that is ridiculous that we even have capabilities of doing something like that. But that's besides the point. The fact of the matter was, was this missile was headed to Hawaii, period. Yeah. Ain't no, maybe it'll miss. Like, no, like, this is a ballistic missile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Inbound. So, you know, just that piece, um, thinking about life and, the, you know, the crazy conversation I had um, was that, like, in that moment, I didn't feel like, yo, I, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have done that. Mm. I didn't have that. No. I literally felt at peace. Of course, first thing I did was when I read it, I prayed. I prayed. Yeah. You know, for protection, for a peace, a calm, um, and some, some clarity on what needs to happen. Did you feel that way because you knew you accomplished everything you needed to accomplish, or did you feel that way because you knew what was important in that moment? In that moment, I knew what was important, bro. Mm. 
all the things like you know money in my account having my own spot having a whip none of, i didn't those things didn't matter bro it didn't mean anything it didn't mean a thing bro what what would life be like if we all understood how fragile it is bro cuz bro we really move like yo tomorrow is happening we do Tomorrow's it's, it's happening. Like yeah. nothing's gonna stop tomorrow. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm over here planning my work day tomorrow, right now. If we moved, if we moved as if we understood that life was fragile, bro, <laughs> it'd be peace on earth, bro. I'll tell you that. Man. No, no. Let me not even say that, bro. No, you said if everyone understood it. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking if everyone was put in a position, because, like I said, you, you, it's crazy to be exposed to individuals who don't even take it for real. But if everyone understood it, we, it it'd be peace because we'd, we'd value one another. I read something uh, like a couple weeks ago, maybe a little while ago, and it was like, imagine every time you have a conversation with somebody, and as dark as it is, pretend that this is your last time engaging with them. Pretend mm. that that person, this is the last time you'll ever talk to them. You have a different approach. If I'm irritated and I think, yo, what if this person, this is the, my last conversation, my immediate focus and, 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 and energy towards that person is going to change. None of it's important. Nothing that we, bro, it's, this reminds me, you remember this, yep. man. It, uh, four years ago, or however long ago it was, yep. my dad gets shot um, right outside the property I was at yesterday. Um, that he still owns, grabbing a tool out the back of his truck, which he always does. Truck parked in the same place is always parked. Wrong place, wrong time. Uh, some kids from Washington Prep uh, was shooting at some other kids. My dad gets hit in the crossfire. Mm. You know, I remember this phone call like it was yesterday. Uh, I was in my closet grabbing a shirt or something. I was getting ready to go to the gym. And I get a Facebook message, actually, from my cousin saying, uh, call me 911 or something. Mm. And, so, and from my stepmother, too, at the time. And then, you know, I called them. I called my cousin. He's like, yeah, you know, Johnny got shot. Um, he's going to the hospital now. And I'm just like, what? I, got, I talked to him yesterday. That's your pops, bro. He got, wait, what? Yeah. You know, and I talked to, to my stepmother, and she's like, yo, yeah, he got hit, blah, blah, blah. Told me what happened. Mind you, I'm an EMT. So I, I worked you know, at the hospital. You know, I used to take patients to the hospital he was, he was taken to. They tell me he's in bed three. That's a trauma bed. Beds one through three is bad. It's bad. And I remember just thinking about, like, the fragility of life and how quickly, like, bro, that's a second. That's a pop, boom, you hit. Yeah. That's a second. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he could have been, I mean, he's, he's alive and well today, thank God, but Praise. he could have been out of here. You know yeah. what I mean? In a second. Yeah. You really realize how quickly, how fragile life is. My dad was active, moving, doing his normal thing. That quickly things change. Man. You have no control. None. I remember you called me, bro, when you told me. I was Did at I? work. I was at work, bro, at, at Cal Poly working in the games room. And I remember at the time I was stressed out about maybe some money, maybe like a relationship somewhere, somehow. I remember feeling burdened by so much. And when you called me and told me, all that stuff didn't even matter anymore. Really? And I realized how small my worries were. Yeah. And I, I've told that story at least a good five to ten times. Really? Since then, bro. Really? Legit. Of how that moment right there was probably the second moment in my life that I think 
I remember the fragility of life. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, it's, it's wild. I'm, like, really, like, I be sitting thinking about it. Like, like in those moments, man, you really get to, like, you get to get to meet death almost, yeah. you know? Like, and I feel like we take so much for granted because we get upset about things that aren't real, that don't matter. We treat people however we want to treat them. Like, at that time, bro, I couldn't tell you the last time I told my dad I loved him. At that time, wow. At that time, I couldn't tell you the last time I hugged my dad. Mm. You know, and really appreciated him at that moment. Yeah. You know? The next time I saw my dad after that, he, he didn't really remember what happened, you know, who people were. Actually, no, when I saw him, I remember him sweating. He was in shock, you know, sweating crazy. And uh, he was laying in the hospital bed. He was pale. And I remember walking up to him and um, kind of just talking with him or whatever. And he just wasn't like himself. Like, I'm actually blacking out now thinking about it. I think my body's like trying not to like yeah, bring it back. It's weird. Yeah. But I remember like, you know, talking to him and he was like, not himself. He was cool. He was cold. And it was just... Like, you know, you, your parents, your dad specifically is like Superman. Mm. Your dad could be Steve Urkel. That, that fool was Superman <laughs> to you yeah. growing up. That's real. And I remember, like, that's the first time I ever seen him down like that, you know? But anyway, not to drag that story on, because uh, I actually don't even want to. But those moments really tell you what's important in life, man. That's why I'm curious about your situation, because it's like, it's got to give you a new perspective. It's got to give you that, that sense of like, like you said, peace and, and this is life. This is what we have, you know? And if I got student loans, too bad. Man. If I got debt, oh well. Yeah. You know? What, what really is important? Like how much do we let American culture dictate? Man. Do, I mean, do we really need jobs? Bro. Let's keep it a gram. Like. Bro, you said it, man. None of that stuff felt important. None of that was heavy on me. None yeah. of that was, oh, my student loans, oh, my consumer debt, oh, my job, wait. Yeah. I got to pay rent. Yeah. Like, none of that was important. No. None of it. And what heightens it when I'm listening to you is like, it's not just you on this island. It's you, it's your girlfriend, it's your mom, it's your grandpa, your grandma, who are both up in age. It's almost everybody, you know, it's in your immediate family apart from your dad. Yeah. Everybody has any part in, in, in who you are to this date, and then maybe your future, depending on what happens with that situation. Of course. All in the same place. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and to me, bro, that, man, like, like the peace that came with it, I was so grateful for because it allowed me to be mindful of what was happening. I was still shook. I was afraid. You yeah. know what I mean? But there was a certain peace that came with it that did not allow for me to overreact or panic in such a way that I moved in a way that would make me uncomfortable with myself. Yeah. Even now. It's funny because as that tour went on, after we found out that it was, you know, there was no threat, it was a false alarm, quote unquote, those individuals that were quiet, the ones that were against, ending the tour and doing something about it made so many attempts at redeeming themselves. Mm. We were like in the ocean, big waves, snorkeling. And I'm like, yo, I'm not going too far out. Like, 
I'm not going out there. It's dangerous, right? Yeah. The guy who was like, let's just continue on. The guy, the dad with the two kids, he's like, yeah, man, I don't blame you. I'm pro-life, especially when it comes to my kids. Bro, we are talking about snorkeling in the water. What you talking about, you pro-life, especially when it comes to your kids? Yeah. But I bet you, I guarantee he realized the lesson he missed in teaching his daughters in that moment because the two young girls from Australia got in an Uber and left, right? They really? didn't continue the tour. They're done. They're going to the airport trying to get back home. Rightfully really? so, right? The little girls were like, oh, I don't know why they left. That's so dumb. Like, they're going to miss out. The little girls, probably six and eight, yapping away, talking about them. You know what I mean? Why would they leave? That makes no sense. Like, And it's like, I'm not a parent, but I would imagine at that moment, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what am I teaching my kids at this moment? They know what happened. They're fully yeah. aware. Oh, even though it said this is not a drill, they definitely made a mistake. So what happens when your child's at school and there's a bomb threat or there's an active shooter threat and it's like this is this is not a drill? Oh, it probably is a drill. We take it for granted. Bro, wait till well, I don't know what what what, what where these kids come from, man. Wait till your kid at a party. And then somebody's you know beefing outside. You hear some gang stuff or somebody shooting at in what? Yeah. They, they, Which is every to, every other weekend in LA. Man, they don't know how to operate, and it, it, it's sad because, like I said, like it was like so many individuals on that bus made attempts to redeem themselves, specifically because of, from what I gathered, their lack of action when it mattered most. What is it about Americans that just think we're so safe? Like we can't be touched. Just naive, bro. Privilege. It's yeah. privilege. Yeah. It's privilege, bro. Everyone else that I've encountered that was a part of that, that were not American, had a different sense of urgency mm. and seriousness to it. Even after the fact of knowing it was a threat, there was still a level of seriousness. I'm not saying all Americans are that way, but it was common amongst them. I mean, of course, I'm in America, so I'm going to see more Americans and be exposed to a lot more. But even when we got out at the blowhole, like one of the dudes was like, oh, why are they leaving? Oh, good luck to them. You know, like just very arrogant and cracking mm. jokes. And this is only 12 minutes into it. Yeah. We don't know that it's a drill yet. We don't know you've that it's a uh, false alarm. You seen the White Helmets on Netflix? No, I haven't. Oh, my God, bro. That, What's um, that about? It's about the uh, bombings in Syria. Uh, mm. It's about the bombings in Syria. And it's this group of individuals who call themselves the White Helmets. Mm. And they are just civilians. They don't get paid. But they pretty much act as first responders, EMTs, firemen, whatever. So when these bombs go off and they hear a bomb hit, you know, so for those of you familiar with L.A., imagine you in Compton and you hear a bomb hit in Inglewood, right? Manchester and Crenshaw. If you're a white helmet, you're going to get in your, in your little van and drive over to Manchester and Crenshaw and you're going to search the rubble mm -hmm. and try to find uh, anybody that's trapped underneath that didn't get out. You know, so they're pulling out old women, pulling out men. You know, they found babies, all kinds of stuff in this rubble. Wow. Mind you, this is happening every single day. Wow. Probably even now, because anybody's probably talking about it in America. Right, right. But it's happening every single day in Syria, every few hours or whatever the case is. Wow. Like, that's real. Got a whole documentary on YouTube. It's, it's White Helmet. pretty heartbreaking, yeah. But it makes me think of that, like, you know... In Syria, if that happens, I guarantee you people are like, time to go. Yeah. They kicking it into gear. They, in they America, have, we want to wait and see what's going to happen. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes, man. That's exactly how it goes. And, and um, 
sad part about it is, of course, I'm grateful to be back here on the mainland, but there's still Americans that live in Hawaii. Dang, that's true. They live there every day, you know? And, and it's, it's interesting because where we were was like, you know, the main place where a lot of tourists are. So that community is a lot different than other parts of that island. But other people who are locals were saying that the sirens were going off. And the sirens are alarms that go, go across the whole city to inform them that there's an emergency. Mm. Some of the individuals said there was no sirens. Other ones said they had sirens where they were. So, you know, these sirens haven't gone off in, in years. You know, they said sometimes they, they get notifications, alerts on their phone because of storm warnings. But one of the, the guys who uh, worked at the, the resort was saying, you know, he hadn't heard the sirens in over 20 years. And this was back when, you know, some other attack or whatever was going on. You know what I mean? So imagine being at a spot. I think I actually feel like he said more than 20 years. But imagine being at a spot where, you know, you have this system in place to notify you with an emergency. And these things go off like this. You're not taking that lightly. Right. And I have yet to see the news or even go online to look to see, you know, what was captured as far as when, how locals reacted, you know, or just individuals that were in Hawaii at that time, how they reacted and responded. Because, you know, I was out on this boat, on this bus, you know, out at a specific area. I don't know what the city looked like, where all the people are, people who are staying in the resort, people who are asleep. Like, I have no idea what that looked like. Mm. No idea. And I can only imagine how scary it must have been to have so many people who were not locals, not familiar with what was going on, having to deal with and, and potentially um, almost be the recipient of something that they probably don't even believe in. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's crazy. Man. So I'm just grateful yet again to, to once again be able to speak about the situation. Um, I know for sure I'm going to keep talking about it for a while. I said, well, how was Hawaii? How was this? You know, and just even thinking about how disconnected we are. You know, I posted it online, hoping to kind of get some type of feedback a little bit, but barely got any feedback. You know what I'm saying? Just because you see that it's an alarm. You see that it was, it was a false alarm, so it's easy to disconnect. But yeah, I wish nice. I was able to capture the feeling the minute that came in at 8.07 on Saturday. Yeah. If I can capture that, as terrifying as it was, I would love for everyone to have that experience because... The, the, the type of, like, awareness, the type of, like, it's an eye-opener. Yeah. That's life-changing, yo. So with that, with that information, with that, with that moment, with that experience, what is important now? Relationships, people. 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 Paramount, over everything else. Over everything else, bro. People. Why? People. Why? That's deep. Um, that's what matters, bro. Like, the way we interact with each other, you know, like the peace. Like, we want to know that the love, our loved ones are okay. We want to know that they know how to operate. We want to know that, you know, no one feels overlooked or as if they aren't important. We want everyone to value their life. Like, I speak about on that bus, I spoke up. But it wasn't just speaking up for me. It was for the, even the individuals who weren't even willing to speak up for themselves. Mm. It was, I wished everyone in that bus was as serious about their life as I was. Wow. And I see that as a lack of something in their life somehow. Maybe they've been through something similar before, you know, but it doesn't matter. They're telling you this is not a drill. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, people, bro. People. To be loved on, to feel like they, they matter, to know that they do matter, to have healthy relationships, man. Like, yeah, I, I can't I can't put it in any, any other words than that. I don't think you got to, man. That's deep. Yo, this is Helping Homies Win the Podcast. Uh, this was our darkest episode to date. Hey. <laughs> For real. For real. Yo, we appreciate you. This is a podcast, Tools for Lifting a Generation. Um, pretty soon we're bringing the homies on. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank we'll you. Catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.